faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane! It's Superman-splaining, with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. Dennis, you're in charge. Hey, dude, I'm in charge. I made it. You did some cheating last week to get me to read a comic, uh, which I appreciate because I enjoy reading comics. That That's true. I, I did cheat in your favor, but also the episode I just posted today with the Panic in the Sky stuff, when I was editing it, I listened to it and I had a question about what hero does Superman recruit first? And uh, Deathstroke was one of the options and you didn't pick him because you said he wasn't a hero and I said that that was the right answer so like i feel like i kind of cheated you on that question so. oh okay. you know the questions sure. are hard enough in general i figure i can throw you a bone every now and then <laughs> well i well thanks i chose uh to read superman number 125 uh from november of 1958 and it has a cover of superman flying and shooting rainbows out of his fingers and they say great scott i know superman can fly and has super strength but his new power is fantastic. So I have a question for you, David Yoder. What do you think is Superman's new fantastic power? Okay, so can I see the cover again? Do you have that handy? I do. Because you showed it to me last time. And, and it's uh, like, sorry, it's shiny. It's just shooting um, like a ram. Okay, here's my idea. There, here. There's an angle. In this timeline, shiny. Superman was also Superboy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and he, that actually comes into the and story. He was he was friends with a young Lex Luthor before he made him go bald and become evil or whatever. Yes, that's all canon. So, and this this is my hypothesis of what happened. As young boys, uh, Superboy and young Lex Luthor had a sleepover, and <laughs> Lex Luthor was uh, working on uh, some experiment, and then he painted Superman's fingernails, and then that's. It lay dormant for this many years until, as an adult, <laughs> something happened, and evil super or evil Lex Luthor now activated this uh, nail polish uh, evil power that Superman can't really control. But wherever he points his fingers, he's just like turning people or things into different colors, whatever color comes out of whichever finger. So that's that's my All my right, guess. Cool, that's your guess. Well, you're gonna have to wait to find out. Because it's story three. Oh, there, it's one of these, yeah. Yeah, there are actually three short stories in this comic. Um, so, like, how long are, is each story? They're pretty short. Okay. They're, like, under ten pages. Because you also have to have a lot of space for ads and little short... There's, a, like, a, uh, a Little Pete comic that I think is just an ad for, like, bubblegum or something. But there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff packed into this issue. Hmm. Um. So also one of the things because this is an older comic from '58, they don't credit any of the artists or writers in the pages. So I had to go to the DC fandom page to find out cover artist was Kurt Swan, which I had suspected. Uh, and then Jerry Coleman wrote all the stories, and Kurt Schaffenberger was the penciler and the inker. And I guess he did it for all three stories, even though they look a little different to me, but that's what DC fandom has. Uh, That's how it's attributed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So story one is called Lois Lane's Super Dream. 
When the girl reporter dreams that she and Clark both get superpowers, there's a comedy of errors in this fantastic story. Um, <laughs> so it begins with Lois Lane falls off a building and Superman doesn't catch her. Luckily, it's only from like the second story, but I dropped a picture there. She falls like right on her neck. It's a, like rough. Fall. Oh yeah, that is that's pretty <laughs> awful. Like, uh, <laughs> like I don't. What was she doing? Just taking photos for some story, okay. <laughs> which is not ever explained, right? But I just think it's funny, like, that classic thing of Lois falling off a building, and then in the panel, Clark Superman is just like, whoops, you know, I'm too far away, can't do anything. <laughs> um, but in her dream state, she thinks Superman donated the blood that she needs. But really, he flew to Chicago because she has a rare blood type to get the new donated blood. So, in her dream, now she has superpowers. She puts on a red wig and becomes Power Girl. And she's very good at it. So good that Superman is like, I'm going out of town. You can handle things. Okay. Um, Immediately, Clark Kent is hurt in a power plant explosion. So, Lois does the same trick. She donates blood so that he can become Power Man. Uh, But this is when things get wacky. So, Clark Kent is now Power Man. He wears a yellow suit. And he keeps his glasses on. But... Lois makes him wear, like, a thin little mustache to hide his identity. (laughs) And Clark is very bad at being super. Like, uh, a missile is shot towards towards him, and instead of catching it, he, like, drills a hole into the earth to hide, like, a, you know, like he's afraid of it. One of the very weirdest things, there's a Mother Hubbard cruise. So it's this giant floating shoe in the middle of the lake. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. That's crazy. (laughs) And so uh, Power Man thinks, oh, I better build a giant uh, rubber tube like inner tube to save everybody by squeezing the rubber out of all these trees but he builds it too big it's bigger than the lake that and Lois image is like, oh, you're... of him squeezing the rubber tree too is like so bizarre it's so crazy and also you know these comics are so fast so like just one crazy panel is right next to another one you know it's just like i squeezed the tree now i have a giant inner tube Lois is really judgmental of him, but her ideas seem just as insane to me. She's like, that doesn't work, Clark. What you do is you just use your heat vision to, you know, disintegrate the lake, which seems like that's going to kill everybody. That would have consequences, yeah. (laughs) But that's the right thing to do. So she boils the lake. Uh, Everybody's fine. There's other stuff like Clark breaks, tries to catch a baseball, but to to save a window, but he accidentally breaks the entire house. So he, he becomes a super speed dishwasher. And Lois is like, Clark, if you need money, all you have to do is dive under the ocean and recover some sunken treasure. Um, Not anything that Superman ever does. (laughs) Yeah. Her ideas are just as out there. Uh, And then Clark accidentally changes into Power Man in a department store window because he thinks it's it's like two-way mirror. Uh, So he exposes his identity. Lois wakes up, realizes it's all a dream. But is still mad at Clark, of course, for being so bad at being a power man. So she's like, what a flop you were, were as Superman. You couldn't even protect your identity. And to think how often I suspected you were the, the man of steel. Cue Clark winking at the audience. <laughs> so it's just a nice little fun weird story. That's so bizarre. I And like you said, the, all the strange things that happen to it. It doesn't even really matter that it is a dream sequence because I feel like these... <laughs> this era of Superman comics, like the strangest stuff happens anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is just as weird as like in ima- any other imaginary story. It doesn't matter. It's a dream story. Right. So then between there's, I didn't take any photos of this, but then there was like a, a little Pete story who I don't think is supposed to be like little Pete Ross. I think it's just a character. 
and there's like a story about constellations that was like brought to you by like some weird organization that's not a real organization you know and then story two is called clark kent's college days clark gets an invite to his class reunion for college and he's and this whole story is him just thinking about back when he was in college so he's already active as superboy okay and so he has to freshman year goes really quick you know he has a, a memory of like trying to trying out for the rowing team but he can't quite, quite control his super strength so he keeps breaking the oars so he gets like kicked out of it he's doing his duties as superboy and so when he has to fly out he like turns out the lights so his roommates are like what happened and so his roommates think he's like a wimp and he's afraid of the dark mm. um so that's just basically his freshman year his sophomore year is when he meets Professor Maxwell, who's like the greatest scientist in this university. And the first day of class, he brings like a steampunk robot. He brings a steam-powered ro- robot to class to show them. But it has a crack in it, and it's going to explode and like hurt everybody. So Clark uses his heat vision to seal the crack. But Professor Maxwell sees, that the, sees the crack and sees it sealed. So of course, being this amazing scientist, he deduces that the only explanation, the only possible explanation, is that Superboy is in his class. So the next day, he brings a lie detector to class, and he's strapping every boy up and asking if they're Superboy as a demonstration. Uh, Clark is last, and he's saved by the bell. So he's fine. Uh, (laughs) Just forgotten about? (laughs) No, he just didn't get to him, you know. So now the Maxwell thinks it has to be Clark, who's Superboy. Uh, the next day, the professor took our class to cl- takes the class to a replica of the Leaning Power of, Tower of Pizza, Pizza that the university built. So the college campus just happens to have the Leaning Tower of Pizza. It's in Las really Vegas. Odd. It has just like <laughs> national monuments. Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to demonstrate Galileo, Galileo's experiments about gravity yeah. uh, by dropping two different sized cannonballs. But he tells Clark right before some joker might have put an explosive in one of these balls. And Clark deduces, like, it must be a trick. And it has, and one of the cannonballs has a harmless explosive in it that if I look at with my x-ray vision, it will go off. So instead, Superboy drills, like, a hole, two holes under the ground for the cannonballs to go into. And that's the solution. And I just thought it was weird that in that one, then Mac- Maxwell thinks to himself the exact same thought that super that clark kent had of like oh my harmless explosive it's just that one of those weird like bad writings of the time of like everybody's brains are essentially the same and everybody thinks the same yeah. exact weird words <laughs> so this you know this is keeps going on right of like uh maxwell keeps trying to pl- prove clark is Superboy. <laughs> clark is a cheerleader at a football game which i didn't know he was a cheerleader before is that canon it is now <laughs> Um, and during one of the routines, he accidentally super jumps and, uh, he's like in midair, but luckily there's some cloud covering or something. And he knows Maxwell is in the crowd and we'll see him like up in the air too high. So he super speed grabs a bunch of balloons. And so when the cloud covering goes away, everybody can see he's just floating and they're like, Oh, crazy, clumsy Clark. You accidentally got pulled up by air, by balloons. Um, and I grabbed one photo from there cause it looks like Lois, like they don't say that's Lois Lane, but it looks like Lois Lane went to college with super, with Superboy. Oh yeah. It's the same haircut and like style of clothing and everything. Yeah. And so this is where things, I think, I think Clark pushes things too far in this next little thing with Maxwell. It just happens so that Maxwell has gone on like 
like archaeological digs and he has some kryptonite. So he's like, I'm going to expose Clark Kent to kryptonite. But he chooses to do it when they're on a field trip to a natural gas cave. And so Clark gets exposed and he's feeling weak and he's like, ha ha ha, you know, you're getting weak. And Clark's like, well, everybody's getting weak. It turns out Clark Kent used his super fingers to punch a hole through the cave wall, exposing everybody to natural gas. So everybody passes out. Wow. So it seems like Clark Kent really put everybody in the class and the professor in, like, mortal danger if they've been exposed to enough enough gas to pass out. Well, his secret's more important than (laughs) whatever happens to their brain when they get too much natural gas. Yeah, that's... I I was just thinking that the professor was going into supervillain territory when you're saying he's messing around with kryptonite and stuff, but yeah, Yeah. that's... (laughs) It it seems like he's prepared to kill Clark to, like, reveal the secret. So like Superboy saves everybody and he like puts everybody in the in the um school bus and they all wake up back on campus and this is when Maxwell gets really mad and he's just like fine look Clark come with me to the uh we're going to do this lie detector test again and that's the we'll put it to rest that's the only way so he does it he asks him are you Superboy Clark Kent says no I am not Superboy and he passes so my question to you is how does he pass I guess because when he's in the guise of Clark Kent, he thinks of himself as Clark Kent. And when he's wearing Superboy's outfit and doing super deeds, he considers himself to be Superboy. So he does like that's the dual nature like uh-huh. of his identity where like he that's how he identifies himself. That's a that's a good answer. It's not the answer super uh that Clark Kent comes up with, he decides at that exact moment that he will now be uh, Superman. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. Remember, this is like 58. This is a very like gimmick. There's all the, all thinking is very gimmicky here. <laughs> no, that made sense as soon as you, I mean, my groan uh, speaks for itself, but that, it, this is interesting. Cause I did. So I got, there was a four issue, like mini series from the eighties. Uh, it's called like Superman the Early Years, and it has Frank Miller covers on it. Oh, um, uh. but different art team on the inside, and it's all about his like college time. But it's so disappointing; like it's not good at all. And I think it is just about the like him deciding to become like a man, like like the line like you were saying, like to become a Superman now. Like yeah, but. <laughs> And it also makes me think of one of the first comics we covered here on Superman explaining. I thought the of the uh, when Clark uh, had his friend that did the drunk driving and like got himself in that coma. If you remember, oh like, yeah, that was around the same time. I forgot about that comic. It's a that was a bleak a bleak one. Yeah, <laughs> not great. All right, so um, are there more stories still? Yeah, we well we have one more story, oh. and it's the cover story: Superman's new power. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the story begins with the buildings in Metropolis are suddenly unstable. They're wobbling. Um, so Superman bur- like digs through to the center of the earth where he finds out that like um, somehow the flames of the center of the earth are just making Metropolis unstable, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So he just uses flame proof crystallite to seal the cracks and push the flames back, which again, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what this is but you see him with like this like shield of crystallite which Uh i guess is just a a big crystal but anyway that's actually has nothing to do with the story that's just why he's in the center of the earth and then when he's drilling back he finds a tiny spaceship and this is i want to take i want to pause for a second and say 
This story uses a word a lot that we don't use anymore um, to describe small people. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. So he sees this planet and he calls it a M word spaceship. And like throughout the story, I, <laughs> you know, and I, um, it's weird cause it's really, it's really distracting when you're reading it now because yeah. they just keep using it. So he finds this tiny spaceship buried in the earth and he touches it and then it immediately explodes and there's no real explanation, but it's, and it's one of the things this story has to move real fast because it doesn't have a lot of pages. So the very next panel, he's back in Metropolis and this like car full of crooks is just like, there's Superman, let's run into him. And there's not an explanation Always a for good like, idea. why. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Even one, one of the criminals is like, sigh, well, we'll crash, but what else are we going to do? Like, <laughs> they just see Superman and they're like, well, we should run into him. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, Superman stands his ground and surprisingly it works. The car, you know, Superman bounces off the car and then the cop, the criminals get out and start shooting him. And Superman's like, I don't have any powers yet, but it's fine because I'm still invulnerable even though I don't have powers. Which I don't, there's not an explanation for that. what that means. But then suddenly the crooks are in, something is coming out of Superman's hands. Suddenly the crooks are, the crooks are in jail, sorry. And they're like, this amazing new power, wow. And the all the um, newspaper reporters are called and they all want to hear about Superman's new power. And it turns out that a tiny Superman shoot, shoots out from Superman's fingers and the tiny Superman has all of Superman's powers and it does what Superman thinks it to do. Okay, yeah, I was seeing some of those <laughs> images and that is, that's crazier than what I came up with. I, the, the, <laughs> uh, this is one of those rare cases where I feel like the... The cover is not like let down by the interior of the, no, like, the no, story this inside this comic. Tiny little Superman who is called, among other things, Tom Thumb, yeah, the Super Imp, my you know, and then my my M word Mirage, things like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Superman now he doesn't have any powers, but all the powers are inside the tiny Superman that shoots out of his fingers. And for some insane reason, Superman tells this to all the reporters who were gathered. And like, he demonstrates because like, um, a cannon just happens to like accidentally fire. So tiny Superman flies into the cannon to like, stop it. He saves Metropolis from an iceberg that just happens to randomly be going into the Metropolis har- Harbor. Uh, he saves the daily planet. He saves the Eiffel tower from like a comet or something. Um, and all the time, everybody in the background is going, is so amazed by, oh, this amazing new Superman power. And they're like, look at how cute he is and stuff. And yeah. Superman keeps getting like more upset by it. And he's like, he's not cute. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, there's a panel of Superman being like, this is a job for Sigh. Superman's new panel powers. So wait, in that panel, he doesn't have, it his looks own... like he's flying. Yes. He doesn't have his own powers though. Right. Right. Or his. So he's he's able to fly and he's invulnerable, but he doesn't have powers. Or is that like I don't do I don't understand? Not understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just what's happening. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Superman starts to get jealous. Um, so he kills the little Superman. <laughs> uh, but you know, he still is commanding this thing. But then there's this robbery, and the tiny Superman from his fingers goes out from his fingers without Superman commanding it and does oh. the super job before Superman can think what to do, what to tell him to do. 
So Superman is really hurt now. He's like, I am no longer Superman. I'm just a place for that strange form to occupy. Whoa. I, that's like such an intense line to me. Yeah, like, that's I'm not even, getting into... I'm a place? <laughs> yeah, it's like psychological, like more deep probably than intended to be. Of like, yeah. <laughs> what am I? What is my purpose to exist? And little Superman even stops a kryptonite meteor shower and it turns out he's not even uh, vulnerable to kryptonite. He doesn't have Superman's weaknesses. So Superman is like super bummed by that. There's a lot going on in all these stories. That's a lot of <laughs> trouble that little Superman has taken on. Yeah. But in the kryptonite meteor shower, he missed one perfectly round kryptonite ball that just happens to like land on the side of the road and some criminals in their car see it and pick it up. And then they just happen to have, like, a medieval catapult. There's not an explanation for where criminals in the, like, 20th century get, like, a catapult. Mm-hmm. But they launch it at Superman. It's like a big ball. Superman can't avoid it. So he's like, I'm going to die. And the little tiny Superman flies out. And Superman thinks, that imp, he's beating it like a rat, deserting a, sh- a sinking ship. Oh. <laughs> so he thinks the tiny little Superman he's is deserting him. him. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and he's still vulnerable to kryptonite, even though, for whatever reason, he doesn't have his powers right now. Yeah, Superman is still vulnerable, so he's going to die. But instead of abandoning him, tiny little Superman rides the ball out into the ocean. <laughs> and the picture is like him riding it like a cowboy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why he can't just lift it. Um, but then, as he gets further in, away from Superman, and I guess because Superman's weak from the kryptonite, the tiny little Superman fades away into nothing. Uh, that's kind of the end of it. That's the end of Tiny Little Superman. So, now he's got his old powers back. He's back to himself. But he wonders, did it have a life of its own, which it sacrificed for me? Or was it just carrying out my orders before I could put them into words? I'll never know. What a strange story. I Yes. <laughs> and like so they don't weird. even bother to make the direct connection of the small spaceship that is destroyed when he touches not really like superman says says like as near as i can figure it's probably from this tiny alien ship yeah but like they don't you know there's not really an explanation and superman's not that curious as to like he doesn't go to the fortress of solitude to have like you know scanned or anything you know wow well, uh, that sounds like the 50s Superman's a pretty good read, then, <laughs> on average, maybe. Yeah, it's fun, short, easy to read. I almost... my co- The coverage of this comic is, like, holding on by, like, the barest little sure. thread of paper. So I'm like, I wish it was easier to read physically. <laughs> and I did bring up one letter to the editor I wanted to read, just because it kind of cracked me up. Okay. Especially given what we just read and everything. Dear Editor... I am a scientist, and I want to congratulate you on the accuracy of your scientific data in the Superman stories. Obviously, you carefully check on the facts in stories so that, in a sense, a youngster youngsters reading the tale increase their science knowledge. Good work. John, Pierce, John D. Pearson, Ph.D., Tacoma, Washington. Wow. Yep. A scientist saying good work on the science. You know, it... This makes me think that uh, biography I read about uh, Siegel and Schuster, like Siegel would always like write fan letters to like, uh, or like to like different science fiction magazines and like just use different pseudonyms and things. And he would like praise uh-huh. like his own like 
pen names that he had made and say, like, <laughs> why don't we have a story from this guy? I just, I'm very dubious of, like, letter columns and comics from, it's like, the editor could have just written them themselves and made up a name, yeah. you know, like, there's nothing stopping them from doing whatever they'd want. That's true. And there's, uh, the back has a classic, like, Charles Atlas ad. It's always fun to see yeah, those. I saw that too. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I got. I think this is a short one because it's just like three really short comics, but like a ton. Ha- like it's funny because like more happens in these three stories than it happens in like you know four Superman comics in a month. Yeah. Now, yet somehow I'm able to talk for over an hour about those <laughs> four Superman comics where nothing much happens in the nineties. No stuff happens sometimes in those, but yeah. There's some funny other stuff I want to talk about. I really like how Superman in, in this era, when he's flying, sometimes he's just, like, running in the air. <laughs> uh, I think I ended up, like, taking two pictures of that. Like, he just... Yeah. <laughs> he's such a dork. Yeah, and I like the uh, the old barrel-chested, like, Superman physique of, like... like. Yeah. <laughs> he was so wide. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a belly. <laughs> he's got a dad bod. <laughs> and, uh... Super uh, Power Man, Clark with this tiny mustache. At first, he puts on like warning lights so that planes won't crash into him. Oh yeah, I thought that was a really funny image. I thought he kind of looked like Clark Gable too with the mustache when he was rocking that. Look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's this week. What do you got for what's coming up? Well, I'm actually I, I dug out the issues for next time, and after like last time was such like a not great outing i was like oh no what's what's ahead but i'm actually a little excited to read these i haven't read them yet but looking at the covers there's vampires and then there's also demons from hell so i think you'll be especially interested in uh the next few comics here dennis nice that sounds fun and with our release schedule maybe that'll be in halloween no i don't know it's i don't think we're that far behind of things but uh it'll be a spooky episode though all right you said you didn't have any trivia. I don't have any trivia for you. Oh, no, I don't, I don't have any new trivia. All right. Well, uh, I'm Awesome Yoder on that Twitter machine, and uh, I'll be back <laughs> taking the reins of control next time. Dennis, make your plugs. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Dennis St. John. Uh, I'm everywhere online as Dennis Comics. That's Dennis with one N and Comics at the end. That's D-E-N-I-S-C-O-M-I-X. That's my Instagram my Twitter, and my .com, which you can find links to both my Patreon and everything else. Uh, I make monster comics, and uh, I'm on another podcast called Buffy Virgin that Yoder is on sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's it for us here at Superman Splaining. Uh, come back next time. Don't be a little Lex loser. All right. Bye. <laughs>